Welcome back, everyone, to the Council for Maintenance podcast. If this is your first time joining us, we are a show that takes a behind-the-scenes look into the gritty, non-glamorous life of aircraft maintenance. We share some laughs and parts of wisdom, all in hopes of giving you that split seconds of relief in your day that will hopefully prevent a mishap. My name is Six. I'm MVP. And our third host, Shoreline, is here again in the back, silently monitoring our audio and making sure our faces stay fit for radio. So uh, I was talking with my friend Brian at the Finding Demo Surf Fishing uh, podcast. Uh, he's back in the swing of things with aviation, uh, doing uh, maintenance control-like things. And he mentioned an incident where his site's maintenance server crashed. <laughs> and so they had to revert back to paper logbooks. And this reminded me of a time you and I MVP when we were at this one site and our maintenance server crashed for reasons unknown. And this one site didn't have paper backups to fall back on. And I was just utterly blown away by that fact. Like, why not? <laughs> we got planes, we got planes that go up in the air and we are 100% electronic, like zero papers. None whatsoever. So what do we do now? <laughs> and they just kind of stared at me or stared at myself and MVP with just blank deer in the headlights. I'm like, okay, so let's do this, right? And I'm, it's weird having to uh, direct people how to do things when they're so used to just kind of shutting down when something breaks. And not trying to figure out a solution, you know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I mean, w- aviation is all about redundancy, right? Mm-hmm. And, the, and there was no redundancy there. Oh yeah. well. Well, when's the last time you backed up? Well, we backed up five hours ago. Well, we've done a lot of maintenance in the last five hours. Uh, yeah, but our process says we only have to do it. Twice a shift. Cool. So we just lost five hours worth of maintenance. Great. Pull out the paper logbooks. Funny, funny thing about that, Chief. Um, we don't have paper logbooks. What? I guess you better <laughs> shit out a logbook pretty quick then. <laughs> put on your crafting skills together and uh, put that in the binder for me asapidly. Yeah. And yeah, and that 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 was a, a fiasco in itself. Um, secondly is I was talking to a few AMT friends who do commercial airlines and, you know, read some of the larger uh, commercial airline stuff. And it was made apparent to me that they don't use electronic logbooks or any type of online maintenance server. So it it may have been just the outfits that myself and MVP were a bit a a part of, but that also likewise blew me away. Like, there are shops and outfits, especially in major uh, commercial shops that still operate on paper only maintenance. So I would like to take that time, you know, to talk about, you know, like electronic tech logbooks or, you know, electronic um, aircraft logbooks. You know, some of the pros and cons of having worked with such a centralized system and just. Uh, how likely is this going to happen to you or how likely is this whole system going to come to you? So as we kind of alluded to before, like with maintenance logbooks or electronic logbooks, I, I'm blown away that there's places out there that still don't use them. Like 
I could understand if it's like uh, general aviation stuff, like someone's garage or someone's like privately owned Cessna, and they live in somewhere in the Midwest that's not very tech savvy or technically technologically connected. But for larger companies or lar- larger outfits, I would assume. I I did assume that that was a thing. Like they knew about it and they've been doing it. So I was pretty blown away that that's not a thing. And uh, from MVP and I's experience, like having a centralized maintenance system is su- it can when it's working. Let, let me caveat with that. When it's working, it's almost headache free. You know, like you can you can really get down into the into the the most minute thing and know exactly what's going on with this plane. You, you know what I mean? Right. So, like, uh, what what some what some of the benefits I can I can give with like having a uh, online maintenance server or electronic technical logs or electronic logbooks is, uh, as I alluded before, for one, it's control. Like, uh, paper based only. There's high chances of things getting missed. There's high chance of things being illegible, uh, papers ripping, papers getting greasy, people losing the logbook, you know, or people not annotating the maintenance correctly, or any of those combinations. So having an electronic uh, logbook or even an electronic database where all this can get fed into, it it captures all the maintenance as it happens, and depending on the system, it can be accessed anywhere that that system is plugged into. Uh, that gives you the ability to see what's happening real time as it's happening, depending on the the connectivity of that server. It it allows you to track uh, the hours being worked. It allows you to track how many hours that is left until the next due maintenance interval. So it it gives you a way to like really plan things as far as maintenance concerned. So for guys who are sitting in the maintenance control center or operations control center or any, whatever uh, the synonym for that, it's, it's a godsend almost. Like I know what's going on with every plane at any moment in time. And I know what the status is real time. Now, depending on what system it is, uh, it can be like immediate or it can, it can take a little bit. Like you have to, sign some stuff or you got to plug it in into the master server or or whatever the case may be but it's still relatively fast and you can dig through this thing and figure out pretty much anything you want with this so and you can do so from any location right so depending on the nature of what you're working on right if it's all unclassified you you can access anywhere on the flight line or the hangars or globally if you if you have internet access to check historical records archives update main databases all that stuff it's real time right so if if uh six is in Af- afghanistan he just releases a helo back to flight i'll get that in san diego almost instantaneously. the minute he hits you know he, he greens up the the aircraft uh i get that notification back real time in yeah. you know my location yeah and then say depending on what the system is like um uh let's let's give a, a an example of this one outfit we were at they were using ipads as their air quotes electronic logbook now mm-hmm. Im- Im- imagine like a uh, an ipad like if you have apps on this thing that ties into the 
maintenance of a specific plane. You can have the servicing information. You can have the like any defects or deferred uh, maintenance. That's a big one, I think, right there is deferred maintenance. Uh, any pertinent forms, any uh, pertinent uh, alerts that may be coming up, right? And all this can just be pushed either from the main server where the iPad plug into or whatever, or if it's like an online thing and they're all connected to it, you, you just got to push it from the main system, like say, for instance, in the maintenance control center or whatever, and then all of them get it, right? So it's not like so having to get a physical runner to go plane hopping between all the different shops and tell people like, hey, this bulletin just dropped or hey, this, this aircraft got pulled off the schedule or whatever the case may be, right? It's like instantaneous. So like the ease of use of this stuff, when it's working and when it's implemented, it can really save some time <laughs> and just really make the accuracy of stuff just that much uh, more efficient. So let's say um, that's like um, one of the pluses. Uh, and then there's also the savings bit of it, right? Uh, you're, there's going to be some upfront costs to set it up. I'm not going to lie. Uh, we've had to implement a system once that costed us a whole couple months worth of stuff. <laughs> but um, when it was being, once it's fully set up and once it's geared and we know this works and, and the implementation process figures itself out, the amount of time you're saving from cost-wise to just maintain those networks, you're, it's going to save up a lot as compared to paper because you got to have printers, you got to have the paper itself, you got to have stamps, like physical stamps, or you got to have a, a, a roster of people who can physically sign off set papers. You got to have a library to store all this stuff. Right. You gotta, and then you got to, if you're, you know, from my experience, right, working in several FBOs, there has to be a fax machine available to fax all the copies of the papers back to maintenance control so they can review them, archive them in their system while you wait for them to green up the jet. And then also you have to print copies of it for your own archives, right? For your work orders. Mm -hmm. It's just insane. The amount of time efforts, whereas let's say, you know, especially with like the corporate jets, right? If I'm sitting on a ramp in Texas, working a jet and you know you just heard me say I, oh we got it's fax not even email in some cases stuff to fax these uh these documents back to wherever the wherever the operator is located whereas if i just had the ipad or a computer and i could log into that system and type in what i did to that aircraft hit save and that maintenance control and wherever that operator is located, it's going to get those updates real time and can review, review it then, right? It's so much faster than trying to fax something like, like we're in the nineties. Yeah. And, and like I was mentioning too, like with the iPad stuff now, nowadays, man, like I can have an iPad somewhere in the U S and I can connect instantly to somebody in freaking New Zealand. Let's let's say that, <laughs> you know, so the and, and say like the plane is transitioning from one to the next. I don't have to have like a physical paper logbook to go with the plane to what. So I know exactly what's going on. Like the it, 
the maintenance or any of the the pertinent information can basically just be e- like more or less email sent or whatever that messaging is between from iPads to the next iMessages or whatever the hell. And and it can send it within seconds across the world, you know, before that plane even gets there. And we have full information. We know what we're going to need to do. We, we're no, we have a lot of lead time to plan for any down maintenance before the plane even arrives to its destination. Right. And, and that's the big benefit of the electronic systems is, especially if you have aircraft that are flying a lot and going to multiple locations. So big air, airliners, all those kind of things, you know, mm-hmm. it's just. It, it's it, it just makes it more difficult to have to carry books the whole way and 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 do what you got to do right and like and they say like especially when you're bouncing from one place to the next things get lost things get missed you know or uh what applies to one station doesn't apply to the other it, it's there's a whole lot of logistics uh points of failure let's say that if you were to lug them physically, it's, it's in, it's working now. Don't get me wrong. Like they work. Right. But they, they, they're, we're picking up a lot of cost for making that happen. Right. Um, right. Well, and here's another thing, right. Um, you know, ease, ease of reading legend, you know, the legible being legible. I know, you know, we're all professionals, but not all of us have the best handwriting. And yeah. I've seen some handwriting in logbooks that you're going, I don't know what the hell this person did. I can't that- read this crap. Uh, so, so having electronic eliminates the poor penmanship of some of our peers. You know, you know what else? Now that you mentioned the penmanship uh, about write-ups as far as like uh, electronic logbooks is they have, some of them have like default sign off criteria you know what i mean like uh there's already a pre-built uh how do i say verbiage for certain sign right for 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 some of your common maintenance actions right you're always pulling off this panel for post-flight pre-flight inspections you're always servicing struts you're always servicing tires you're always servicing fluids whatever and so you can yeah like you said you can pre-build uh pre-populate i guess those fields with a standard write-up so as you were alluding to earlier you know you can say you already know what you have to do before the aircraft hits the ground so control can load in those pre-populated things for whatever maintenance action is coming up and all you have to do is sign off with what you did right and i like picture that too like when you have that much of a lead time but uh, between planned intervals you or you have like better knowledge of those pre of those uh, expected me- intervals, so that means like parts and other resources are are going to be however long it takes for you to get them. You now have that extra lead to get them, right? Uh, and then also depending on certain systems that these uh, electronic logbooks or these electronic maintenance servers have, they almost talk to each other, so to speak. Like uh, some uh, systems, they are very integrated. They can they communicate back and forth. So like say I have uh a 400 hour inspection coming due soon and you you can put parts on order from that system and it immediately forwards that information translates it into whatever part system that this other place is using and they put those on order and they sent and they send you like the the shipping information or however whatever the lead time is for that part to get there instead of having the physical logbook there 
writing a, a a bill of lading or a bill of uh or a bill of material send that a fax that or or have a runner send it over to whatever supply system they take this piece of paper look at your hieroglyphics of whatever it is you said translate it into the part system forward that off and it repeats the cycle over and over again until finally it shows up and hopefully it's the right one based on all these potential points of failure <laughs> you know like uh getting sent to the wrong hangar or or they send the wrong part because they couldn't read a dash one instead of a dash five or something like that because of crappy handwriting or something like that right or, and then as your leadership's going through checking statuses and seeing where you're at they say oh man mvp's out there wiping the panel off why isn't he getting the maintenance done? let me pull up, pull up the logbook and see what's going on Oh, he's got parts on order. He's waiting parts right now. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yep. then, and then, you know, the part numbers are auto loaded into the system. So again, you you know, removing the error of, or if there is an error in the you know input of the part number, it didn't come from you. Yes. And then, and then, what's kind of nice is that, like, if I remove a part number, serial number, whatever, now that I've removed it and deemed it bad, the si- some computer systems will flag it so like say i do it at one location i remove this part but six tries to go type in that part number serial number on an aircraft he's working in a different location it, it won't allow him mm, yes you know because they say no 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 the, we're 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 aware that this part was removed because of high time xyz whatever the reason right failed you can't be installing that part here when it was just removed here for this reason Yes, that's another big one too. Uh, and I see that as a big choke point or sorry, or a point of failure with paper because uh, sometimes the parts removed before the paperwork catches up to it. It's just the nature of the beast. So say someone took the part off, hung it on the shelf and the paperwork is lagging for however uh, long it takes time for it to get there. Uh, however long that distance is, someone else could be like, oh, I need this part. Oh, look, there's a spare one on the shelf, you know, and there's no tags whatsoever or there's no paperwork that says it's bad. This person goes and hangs it and he doesn't realize it's bad until he goes to do an operations check or uh, someone realizes the part on the shelf is missing. And it ha- oh, by the way, here's the bad paperwork or the do not use tag, you know, that was supposed to have been attached to the part. It That's kind of an extreme example, but it has happened. And sometimes guys don't realize that they hung a bad part or they installed a bad part until they go do a, a, che- a final check on this thing. And then either it doesn't work or it smokes itself. So uh, having this as an electronic means, like you can electronically install, re- uh, remove and install or remove and, and deem bad and have this information real time as it's happening. That's another uh, check in the box or check. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, checks and balance for uh for maintenance and that helps a lot especially when you know like with uh the ever chaotic world that's our life you know like sometimes you know like the communication piece it's it's kind of strung out it doesn't break the, it it it's not fully broken but it like it, it it lags sometimes and that's when things are running perfect so imagine you know like a simple oops can have cascading effects now, one of the cons of having uh, an electronic maintenance server or electronic logbooks, uh, we kind of alluded to this before, is the connectivity problem. Uh, or like say in, in the case of a, a crash, if 
your server is 100% electronic, no paper backups, no, no contingency plan, and it crashes, then you're kind of at a standstill. Like, we don't know what we did. We don't know where we are. What the hell do we do? Or like in case of, like I mentioned uh, earlier, when uh, in our previous example, when there was no paper backups whatsoever, and I think I just said that. But anyways, like the, the cons of this is that connectivity. That's probably like one of the biggest cons is if your connectivity is not fully set up or if it's intermittent, it can cause some serious hiccups into the mix. And then that's, I think, is probably one of the big friction points, I would say, for people adopting uh, uh, an electronic logbook or an like, online maintenance server is the connectivity of it. Uh, well, yeah, it's the initial sticker shock value. Yeah. I think that they can't get over, right? Yep. Because they're not looking at they spent $800,000 in paper last year because it was in $2,000 increments. Yep. But then they see $800,000 to install this computer system. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, yeah, but that's $800,000 up front. And then, you know, here's our warranty and here's how you maintain it. And here's how, if this goes wrong, you know, we teach you, you know, all these different things. They just, it's just that sticker shock value and say, and you know, a lot of us, right. Face it. We're not working in brand new facilities, working mm-hmm. in some clapped out world war two hangers, uh, <laughs> that are barely holding on. And one small Texas tornado is about ready to put it into the dirt. Uh, you know, a dust devil, if you will, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so upgrading those facilities with new routers and relays and and serve and whatever else, um, you know, it, it it it's a big effort. Yes. Now, once that, it's in place, not so bad to keep going. But again, the I think that's where most companies, you know, they go, oh my god, that's that's too, we can't do that. Why paper's been working for so long? Yeah, mm-hmm. it still works. However, the operations grown from two aircraft to 45, like it's getting to be a bit much here, you know? Right. We should have a better system and we should, you know, and, and, and then being able to audit electronic systems is is so much easier. Oh my God. Yes. That, that, that's another good plus. And especially a lot of these newer, more innovative, uh, options for these uh, online servers or electronic logbooks is they have an audit function or an audit feature where say uh certain of a specific login or even uh or even people who are designated to do these audits features they can uh dig back as far down as they need to go to figure out what happened when it happened and whatever have you and this works especially well with uh like incident reporting Right, like or like root cause analysis and and trending. They like we we have a problem. We don't know where it started. We don't know how how intense the issue was. Something like this can really answer a lot of it. Like how prone is this to fail? How how likely is it to fail? Uh, uh, when does it uh a- appear to fail the most? Stuff like that. And all this yeah, stuff it seems is- at twenty five hundred hours. The seal keeps blowing out but the seal is rated for for you know four thousand hours so we're losing a lot of 
time. Then you can say, all right, send your supplier team down to look at the vendor. Oh, we found an issue. Boom, there's a scar against the vendor and they fix themselves. Now also, right, with the auditing functions, it can be as simple as if you're an inspector or you as a lead maintainer and you're you're at the end of shift and you're doing turnover and you're making sure things are squared away for what your your team did during that shift. And you can even do a search function where it'll 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 look for uh missed signatures. Yes. You know, it'll come through and say symbol, symbol, symbol. This oh, this one requires double signature. We only have one signature. And then it'll throw that out there, or it'll say, Hey, um, you said you removed and replaced something, but there's no part number, serial numbers of what was removed or replaced, please, you know, so it'll flag this flag in the system and it won't allow you to green up the jet in the logbook, the ET in the electronic logbook until those discrepancies are, are fixed. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you can't just, you know, remember the old days of pencil whipping it. Yep. Those are uh, kind of becoming a, a thing of the past. Right. And I, I like the fact that there are such a thing as digital signatures because, uh, and some of these are like password key protected. So you can't just like, hand like hand type someone's name in there like oh freaking mvp saw this yeah enter no <laughs> like uh, there has to be like a, a specific like digital key that that person is assigned to and that's how they sign things off so that's another added security point right so you can't just fake the funk uh depending yeah, on like what... like like let's say okay six is trying to throw my name in there to sign it off but but i would actually have to log into the system myself to do that buy off, he can't. He can't p- just put it in there, right? Because um, it, re- you're right. He, with that code, it recognizes you. But the only way that code is active is if I'm actively logged in. So for that to happen, six would have to log out. I would have to log in, or he would have to go to a different computer and log in under my username password. And if he has that, now we've got other issues uh, <laughs> to deal with, and that regarding. ethical personnel issues but uh but yeah that's that's how that works yeah and uh uh well what was that uh about the about uh the the digital keys and the security functions it uh it allow it allows you to uh be able some uh this may be a um like a good bad is like as mvp said you got to log in to do the job or to do the sign off when you do that login, it clocks you in to that job. So you know exactly like how many man hours is or how many maintenance hours are being spent on a plane. Right. Yeah. You have to like go in and start the job. Yeah. Right. So, in some instances, like, so yeah, we've always told you, you're supposed to go look at the logbook first, make sure everything's squared away, whatever else. Um, and then, and then in there, there's a start job function. Not every system's this way. Some systems you just manually input the hours you work there. So it's, uh, you know, it's going off of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, integrity. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's looking for, you know, it, it's, it's just off of, based off of uh, individual integrity. But some of them, okay, you go in and there's a button, start job. All right, here we go, and, and and the system's tracking all that time until you go and click, you know, signature, and and, and it's that that particular task is bought off, and it'll track. Oh, okay, you know, and, and that's another tra- you know great great thing too is you can monitor as a lead maintainer for your team. 
Right. All right, well, six does this job, and it takes them an average of a half an hour to do it. But every time MVP does it, there's 1.5 hours in here. What mm-hmm. the hell is going on? Either six is pencil whipping stuff and, and half-assing it, or uh, MVP is lying and trying to gouge gouge time. Ooh. And, and that happens, right? People, mm-hmm. like, when one place I worked, it was off the integrity, and people would put in there religiously five hours of overtime a day, and and... Knowing full well they went home early, actually, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but because nobody was around to check them because they were on the road in the middle of the night, uh, you know, they do wait until an audit happens, and that and that's how you find those kind of things. Hold on, hold on. Six takes again thirty minutes, but MVP takes an hour and a half. Why? Why? Who's who's wrong? And then that's when they're as me as a leader, I'm going to come to you and go tell me. Tell me who's getting written up today. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, defend yourself. Go. <laughs> right. Uh, and it's one of those typically you as the lead, you're already going to know about how the average time takes. Now, if it's a brand new person, they're working by themselves. All right. First few times you can be a little lenient, but if right. they're, as they get seasoned or if they're working with somebody else and you're going, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know that they trained you on that and it's a pretty simple task. It should only take you about 30 minutes being generous, an hour max. But you're telling me it's taking an hour and a half? So that's where you say, defend yourself. And by the way, I already know which one of you is wrong. Right. <laughs> you know? Yep. Because so your, your thing says two hours, but I know for a fact I saw you in the break room for a solid 45 minutes. You know? Something like that. So During the time period that you said you did this job. Right. So that again, that's the kind of like a good, bad, right? Good, good for you as a, as a lead and a manager where you're trying to like really dial into like how efficient can I be? And like, where are these hours really working? But also bad because now it turns to like to this big brother thing, you know, where they want to try to cut back hours or they're trying to speed up the process or, you know, do some things to kind of shave off some seconds, you know, off right. That well, it comes down to contract bidding too. Okay. Yeah. Let me look at what the average hour is for maintenance right and so let's compile all this together it's like holy crap our our labor hours are through the roof we can't we can't put this in the bid to the customer they're gonna they're gonna smash it right away you know because the last proposal we did to them was this much and now that we're almost double on labor hours we didn't increase operational pace that much not to justify the number we've only hired 10 new people so why are we nearly double the labor budget right and, and it's just all those kind of things yeah and uh i will add a little bit to that too as far as like the labor hours and whatnot is say like uh, senior level management is like really cracking on you guys like hey you guys you're taking way too long doing this maintenance you guys need to speed it up you guys need to be efficient you guys need to quit dogging and wasting time and blah blah because let's be real man a lot of man uh upper level uh, management people, they just see mechanics and they see like just those people who just kind of slough off, you know, kind of drag their feet on they some They see tasks. red dollar signs popping up with a negative in front of it. Right. that's how they view you. Yeah. And so like uh, what the plus, another plus of the of this type of system, right, both electronic or online, is you can tell where the lag is coming from. Uh, and I say this because like say uh, the you had some servers or some uh programs they separate the labor hours between maintenance wait time and maintenance supply time right so like 
you could say like, why are you guys taking so long? It's like, well, we're waiting forever in a day for freaking parts. Oh, really? Let's take a look, right? And you, they log into this uh, to the job and they see 45 minutes of labor time and then six hours of, of uh, maintenance supply time. Right. Why and they can look at the parts you ordered and say, well, we had that part in stock. So why did it take six hours? That's when they're going to go knocking on the supply manager's door. Right. Hey, man, uh, why is it taking your team so damn long to get parts from here to there? Yeah. And and say, like, if say if it's a manning issue for a supply, that's that grounds like hire more freaking people, man. I need more runners. I need more supply. Right. Yeah. If, if you're in that situation as a supply manager, you're going, I've been telling you this. I've put it. I've submitted the risk. I've brought up the risk at all the staff meetings. I told you I need more people, uh, and you continually tell me no. Uh, so something's going to have to give. And guess that. Guess what? We have forty-five aircraft. We're trying to service out there with five people. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's just not going to happen. So, uh, and that's uh, so that's the another big pro. Uh, as MVP stated, like that that uh upfront price tag is kind of what's going to give you the gut punch and part of that upfront price cost is the implementation of it because you have to make sure that your system of how you operate is going to jive with that program or that server or whatever and that it also not only has to jive but also has to be compliant to whatever regulations are in your region or in your area Right. So besides whatever civil authority is governing you, it all ha- also has to meet whatever local state and whatever requirements that you have to abide by as well, which can be a challenge. So that implementation of a bit, not just buying the system and having it there, but also setting it up, putting it together, because a lot of these servers, you know, you got to populate all these different fields one by one ma- uh, manually. And depending on what kind of system you're using or how your outfit operates, that can take a while. And some cases, uh, some features are not just not worth the squeeze. Like say uh, you want to, some features they'll allow you to have pre-populated uh, part numbers, serial numbers, or uh, maintenance removal and installation tasks, or uh publications by part number and stuff like that like you can get real into the weeds with some of this stuff but it might be a little too robust for your outfit or it might just take too long of a time to dial all that stuff in so some cases you people just use like the budgetary version of or the next step down from their that those programs where it's just enough to run but it's not enough to kind of to cover all the wickets. So you kind of have like these different shortcuts to kind of bypass these issues and making those shortcuts instead of addressing the problem or investing in more money to get those features. It's just not, it's either not in the budget or it's not worth the effort to implement it into your outfit. So that's a con in itself uh, to go on with that uh, price tag. So, uh, and we, 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 we can say this, like with this one, uh, organization we were with, they were trying to implement a maintenance service system and a lot of what they were offering, it was good. Don't get me wrong. It was good, but it was very complicated to what the, uh, or operation was doing. So it was kind of like, uh, yes, but 
not really. Like, we don't need all this extra stuff. We just needed to do this, this, and this. And right, and and you know that that software developer. I mean, they they have their salesman, right? They're trying to say you can do everything from, uh, you know, employee punch in, punch out, uh, maintenance manual stuff, logbooks, supply chain, uh, HR thing. Like, it can do anything and everything you want, and each of those little things cost a certain amount, right? There's the one base price package. But then there's all these things you say, I don't, I don't need the, the really what I want is the logbook portion of it. I want to be able to track some hours and I want to be able to order parts through it and have it tie into this existing system over here. That mm-hmm. way, that way maintenance only has to use this one system and it'll tie in with the existing supply chain system and it all works together. Yeah. Yeah. We can do all that. And then, you know, I, that project, you know, went and deceased at some point and you know after six and i got moved to a, a new location yeah. um within that company but then that project fizzled out somewhere so yeah uh, and from my knowledge it never resurrected <laughs> yeah and then and it's one of those like good idea bad good initiative bad judgment right on that on that project's part because like the 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 amount of operation that was going on it was it was too dynamic with too many different variables that that system just wasn't able to capture and it, or it was able to, but it had all these extra cost features that it just wasn't worth the the time or the budget. Well, well here, 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 I'll give you the real root cause of that problem. Too many hands in the fire. They brought in too many people who also, we want these specific things. You know, no, we brought you in so you could learn about the system Review it, see if there's any quirks with what we're going to buy. Why want to do this? Yeah, we all want robots to do our job, but pound sand, you know, <laughs> pound sand. We're doing it to do this. We're, we're doing it to streamline things within the hangar and on the flight line. We're not setting it up to where it's going to do your job for you so you can sit in your beach house and never come to work. Like, get wrecked, you know? Yeah. I, I and can that's see- the problem with it. Too many people got their hands in it. And the, and the poor soul that was assigned to it, the initial, uh, the initial person who was running that was, you know, some guy who didn't work at our flight facility. Um, so he was just coming in and getting everybody's, and he should have just kept it a small working group and then released it and said, hey, everybody, here's what we got. Uh, there'll be training coming, training classes available soon. Sign up. No, right. and, and, and it just got too convoluted with too many people's own personal whims and 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 six and i can attest as to why that happened because at that same facility we had seven or eight reports that also the same information with different fonts and and colors and formatting because each of the people who that went to and leadership all like to see it a specific way yeah go fuck Um, yourselves but that's what it was yeah so that's how inefficiencies and everything else and ultimately all those inefficiencies caught up with them. Right. Uh, but for this particular instance, talking about electronic maintenance, uh, uh, log books and such, uh, it just got too overwhelming. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm not so, going to lie. So my suggestion to a lot of you out there listening, if you're proposing this to your own, within your own organization, um, you know, start off with the basics. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of know what you need right out the gate. You need 
to be able to track maintenance electronically and possibly order parts and track hours. Great. And as your business continues to grow or as you implement, you say, oh, it would be nice if we could do this in here. All right, fine. And then you bring that, that whoever that software developer is back and say, hey, we want this capability. Boom, they code it for you, you pay the bill, they install it, and you got what you need. Right, exactly. Uh, I would also add on to this, if you're thinking about implementing stuff like this, uh, have like three, I would say three different planes. And, uh, and I mean like have one that's like fairly brand new so you can kind of track this like longevity wise, like how long does this trend over time? Uh, have one that's kind of like in the middle, like it's, it's, it has some, uh, it, it's seen some salt, you know, it has some years on its, uh, on its belt and then get one that's like, uh, towards the end of its high life. And and I say these because like now you can kind of gauge like these are our milestone points. Like when the air when the aircraft or a maintenance time is at this interval or this specific mo uh, duration, how is the system going to track all this stuff? Because uh, we've we've also seen some where we implemented it and they only put it for the ones that were brand spanking new. Like only these brand new ones can are having it. That's great. What about all these other ones? You know, though, like it's cool to see numbers uh, tick up on a board when it started at zero. But what about all these other ones that got like 1,000, 5,000, 10,000 plus uh, mate or flight life to it? Oh, uh, you know, like this, you know, like the, the excuses start coming out. So I would say like uh, shop around for all these different systems and see what their their suites and whatnot can offer and then use at least three guinea pigs to track all this stuff and it kind of goes without saying make sure you have like some very knowledgeable maintainers with you to do this so they can kind of like poke holes in the cheese to see where the problems are because right. and oftentimes for these things they have what's called sandbox versions so before yeah. the go live you can take your small working group and then play around in the sandbox and say okay here's what i want to do with it can i do this and you play with it and you find you find holes and say wow, this works really good, or mm, this actually wasn't what I was really thinking, where you say, oh, okay, I I actually do need it to do this other thing that I said we didn't need it to do, you know? Right. And that's and, also... And is there training sessions too, right? Getting familiarity with the system. Yes. Learning how to operate it. But, but like Six said, initially, you're probably going to want to leave the use of the system to your leads. Um, and, and then they're going to, you know, over time, OJT, the rest of their personnel and how to use the system. Right. But it does. It, it, it plays damage control up front because as we know, as we know, garbage in, garbage out. So if you just say, Hey, everybody, it's released. Everybody can go in there and do whatever. My God, you're going to have a lot of crap. Oh yes. Oh yes. Cause like, I, I remember, um, we had this one system that was integrated it was like zero training time. It was like the system's live. It's on. Here's the, here's the instructions. Figure it out. Like, right. Yeah. Uh, Usually somebody creates a PowerPoint, sends it out, follow this to do it. But it's yeah. like the most, the most vague PowerPoint. It was somebody's additional duty to do it. And they're like, Oh my God, I just want to be done with this project. Here you go. Everybody follow this. And you're like, this tells me nothing. Great. Yeah. And and especially with that, like so, like you run into these issues, and sometimes these instructions are very thick, or they're very uh, vague with some of their uh, actions. So you start asking people, like, 
how the hell do I do this? Oh, I don't know. Just call the help desk. I'm like, okay. And it's like this 1-800 number. Of course, this per- that when you call this, they're not going to know what you're trying to do. They just understand like, well, is the software running? Uh, are you having any lag time on the software? Are you getting this error message? Like, I don't... I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I don't know if I just, I've made it that. I don't know if I've made it far enough into the system to get an error message. Yeah, right. So that that's uh, as MVP said. Like, you know, like give like the knowledgeable people, aka the leads, some chance to like break this thing. You know, like like really break it in. Because uh, if you just go live, like in my case, nobody knew what the fuck to do. And I'm like, here you go. Like, uh, all right. I guess. <laughs> right? Yeah, I suppose so. So, uh, how, well, how how likely are we going to see any of this stuff happen? Like, well, to be honest, if I'm fa- if we're being fair, it's a, it already exists because we're talking about it. Uh, there's some programs that are more suited for for certain operations, and but uh, there there's uh, a good chance that a lot of uh, major commercial airliners like major, major, we'll probably see stuff like this probably in the next two years, I would say. Probably in the next two years. And I say this predictively because a, a lot of other major uh, out, uh, outfits are using this already or some version of it already, and it's paying dividends to big time. And so picture like if you're like a medium to small size uh, organization or you're working with a customer with a very deep pocket, they're going to want to spend stuff like th- for infrastructure like this so they don't have to waste money on the long run. And as any, as MVP and I can attest, like when it works, it works great. And right. It, yeah. It, yeah. So they all work pretty good, but I will say none of them are perfect. Yes. <laughs> you know, so just go to that and you're going to say, well, MVP and six of these things are, are awesome. It is awesome. Uh, and saving, uh, the amount of pencils and pens and paper uh, and hunting down a, a logbook. Um, it's going to save immensely in that department. <laughs> but right. they all will have their own little quirks. Yep. It's just how it is, right? Each company tries to be unique in their own right. And just because you're unique doesn't mean you're useful. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a like a fork with the with the outline of a spoon, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, or a like, spoon I, with no a spoon with no hole. It's just a hoop. Like, <laughs> well, you're unique. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, I guess, but yeah. So like, uh, I would say I would suggest uh, for you guys to shop around and see what system works best for your fit. And just as MVP said, just know that you're not going to find one that's 100% perfect. But is it perfect enough? <laughs> that's that's what I would come down to. Like, does it do the job? Does it does it uh perform as advertised with the amount of money you put into it? Right. And and if the answer is yes, then hey, then walk away walk away happy. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like I have my own personal preference um, of which one I like to use. And I'll tell you, I haven't used it since twenty. 15 or 16. Yep. I just, you know, one, one company had it and, and I learned it and I really enjoyed how, it, how that system tracked and you could print out 
your whole work order from it and it would have hours, costs and of parts and materials and all these things and your labor right there in a printout, you know, or, or in a report, you could generate a report out of it. I went to another business and they decided to go electronic and I talked them into getting that. So I used it there. And then since then, every place I went to used a different system and they all to me aren't as good as that other one. And even that other one had its own problems specifically in tying in with the supply chain system. Like it just never, like you could get it there, but it, it was like one of the teeth in the gear was off, you know, mm-hmm. yep. for, for like, you know, like in the, in the system, it was just one tooth off, but ultimately pretty good. Now some of the other systems I've worked, it was one of those, like one worked really well to talk to the supply system, but it didn't really, it was horrible trying to track hours. It would auto dump hours for whatever reason. And the system would just kill itself about once a week. Yep. <laughs> and, and then the one we're currently using, um, uh, you know, doesn't tie into the supply at all. So you still have to go to a different system to order parts. Um, and it's dependent upon the garbage in, garbage out thing, right? It's dependent upon mm-hmm. the uh, how good the, the person is using it and how thorough and in-depth they want to be. So that's what I, yes, is electronic, but it's not it's not uh lack of a better term idiot proof right it doesn't <laughs> force you to put in all the material if you all the information if you want to just put remove panel and solve panel why did you remove the panel and what did you do within that compartment that you took the panel off of you know remove panel serviced oil installed panel how much oil where did you get the oil from you know like that kind of stuff so it's it that's why i don't like it but does it does it track you know information that you know maintenance information and you can access it from any location that has it yes yeah and uh, so that, that... do your research if I don't want to give out names on here of the programs we've used uh, but if you're curious as to the programs you've used and you want to know our thoughts on which ones we like you know best to worst uh reach out to us on our on our discord or social media or whatever we'll be happy to impart that knowledge to you from our own from our own experience right most definitely and again like uh it's we see this coming very soon in one way shape or form the electronic stuff is coming and especially with the onset of ai stuff it's probably gonna i'd say Majority of aircraft maintenance is going to be fully electronic, probably within the next five to six years. That's just how it is, or that's just how it's I see it. Like, it's going to be like iRobot or like Chat GP, <laughs> you know, but it's going to get its own personality. All right, plane, what's wrong with you? I don't know what's wrong with you. Oh my god, it's it's learned sarcasm, and sassiness. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> right? Or it starts like developing feelings, like uh, I don't know, man. Like eh, another day, another dollar. How about you? Yeah. You know, and hey, start kind of okay. I'm fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're going to start this again. Start what? <laughs> what are you trying to start? I told you I'm fine. It's just it'd be like dealing with your significant other some days, right? Like nothing, nothing's wrong. Like oh my god, here we go. <laughs> oh my god. Here we go. <laughs> but uh, but hey, let us know what you uh, what you think, right? Uh, 
How do you guys feel about implementing into electronic logbooks? How how are your experiences have been with ones that already exist if you have worked on them? What sort of recommendations would you give for people who are trying to implement something? And again, like MVP said, like, uh, what are your preferences? And would you like to know some of ours? Uh, hit us up on the socials, our emails, our website. Our Discord is by far the best one to get a hold of us. And we can have all sorts of conversations of this. Share some suffering about how one system pros and cons over the next one and so forth. <laughs> Any final thoughts on anything, Mr. MVP? Nope. Uh, you know, mo- many of you, I'm sure, are using the electronic uh, forms. But those of you who aren't, uh, I'd highly recommend you look into it and uh, maybe put together a little business proposal and submit it to your leadership uh, to, to bring you into the 21st century. Most definitely. Are we in the 21st now? Or are we in the 20? Uh, still 21st? I think so. Wow. I'm, I don't know. Uh, whatever. I don't know. I'm I off. Just, I'm just waiting for I'm the robots. In, I'm, stuck in, I'm stuck in the Indominus era in Warhammer. So <laughs> yeah. I'm like 41,000 years ahead of where we're at right now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm nerding out on you again. Same. Where, you know, it, it's coming down to where we just believe in the warg, you know? The, the warg. <laughs> I, I believe it. I believe it. So it is (laughs) (laughs) red go faster (laughs) Uh, on that note. Thank you all for listening. I will see you all on the next one. Have a good one, everybody. Bye everyone. We would like to take this time to thank our patrons for supporting our show and allowing us to make episodes, maintain our gear and create merch for all of our listeners with special thanks to Erica Lamont, Chris Hawkins, Eric Shaw, Dan Schubert, Ryan Frushauer, Kyle Keir, Mike Sherwood, Caleb Stockhill, and Jennifer Brofer. Thank you all so much for your support and patronage. If you like our show, please support us on Patreon. You'll receive awesome perks like access to our private Discord, discounts and early access to our merch, first glimpse of our comics and other projects, and so much more. You can further support us and show off your prowess as an aircraft specialist by visiting our shop at cancelformaintenance.com. If you like classy or rugged watches, visit our affiliate Rockwell Time at rockwelltime.com. Use the code CX, the number 4MX, to save 10% off your total order. If you have suggestions for the show or you'd like to be a guest on the show, send us a line on our contact us section at cancelformainness.com and we'll do what we can to get both your ideas and yourself on the show. Please support us on social media like Facebook at Cancel for Maintenance. Instagram at C-A-N-X for Maintenance Podcast or Twitter at C-X-M-X Podcast. Please check out our new comic series on the Tapas app. Like, share, subscribe, and comment on our comics. Let us know what you think. Thank you all so much for your support and listenership, and we will catch you all next time.